the blast from our past network. Card right. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good. Nothing for you. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter. Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back because we love Seinfeld. You love Seinfeld. What's the deal with Seinfeld? I'm Adam. I'm Corey. And today we are talking season five, episode 20, The Hamptons. It first aired on May 12th, 1994. Corey, could you please give us the synopsis? I sure can. The Hamptons. A weekend getaway to the Hamptons spins out of control when Jerry's girlfriend sees George, a victim of shrinkage, naked. <laughs> All right. Uh, I feel like there's a lot more to this episode than just that, but yeah, there's there's a lot of toplessness. There is. Well, not really. And we're gonna get we're gonna get into that. As a gripe that I have. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if I was gonna mention that or not, but oh, we're oh, gonna go there when, when it comes. Absolutely. All right. Going yep. there. All right. <laughs> but. Let's start this breakdown as we start so many breakdowns, and that's with a stand-up. And this one, about water. I find the human fascination with water is amazing. We're constantly going to beaches, pools, lakes, rivers. We're swimming, we're snorkeling, we're scuba diving. We bathe in it. Our bodies are mostly made of water. Everyone's carrying around these little bottles of water. We can't get enough of water. Unless it rains. Then we're like, oh, look, I'm soaked. I'm literally drenched. For some reason, we have a huge problem with small flying water. It'll just stop us right in our tracks. Oh, I felt a drop. We're going to get caught in it. Everyone cover your water bottles. Run. I, I didn't like how it, like, like where he went with it, but I love the idea. Yeah, there's there's a good joke there. The fact that, yeah, we're so made up of water yeah. and we do all this kind of stuff, and then the moment it rains, we kind of run. But, yeah, there, there's something there, but I don't think he quite landed on what yeah. he should have landed on. I, I kind of like him making fun of the people, you know, who are just walking around with their water bottles. And this was, this was probably around the time that plastic water bottle usage, and I think actually that was even in an episode. Yeah. Um, but it just that's kind of skyrocketed. Like, you know, it wasn't a thing where having to buy water everywhere as a plastic bottle thing was as huge as it is now. Like, it has become an absolute, you know, just thing. It's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, where it was always just kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah, you'll drink water wherever you get to your destination. <laughs> yeah. And, or there's water fountains. And now water fountains, who the one, especially in a time of COVID, who the <laughs> fuck wants to drink out of a water fountain? Give me a, a plastic water bottle. But, like, they have... It, it has ruined our world, yeah. <laughs> at least with the like because a water water bottling too. companies do not produce water; they produce plastic bottles. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, that got me pretty. Uh, <laughs> that got me pretty uh, depressed. But you know what gets me not depressed? The the uh, the idea of some boobies, and uh, that's going to be happening soon. So <laughs> let's, let's let's get to those. All right. But uh, all right, we start by driving up to the Hamptons. We are not in New York at all. No. And no. Corey, I'm gonna very curious about your thoughts by the end of this because you have mentioned on this podcast before episodes that are not in and around New York have some bothersome issues for you. So I'm curious 
if that will remain because there have been other episodes that has been complete bullshit and it's a lie and you've loved those episodes. Uh, and other, so well, I was going to say that there's also an X factor here where I love stories that take place in one location. So okay. that also helps this, this one, but yeah, I know what you mean, buddy. And I, I, you have the right to call me out on that one because I am a little bit flip floppy on, on that steadfast rule. He's a flip-flopper. Flip-flopper, flip baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're driving up the hands. Uh, Jerry, George, and Elena are in the car, and she's kind of making fun of this lady who, you know, where they're going because he got to see the baby. Uh, it's Carol. We actually met her before back in The Boyfriend long Se- time ago. Season, season three? three, which is cool yeah. because she mentions the last time they had a baby was two years ago. So this is season yeah. five. I like that, man. That's you don't see that a lot in syndicated sitcoms where like they'll reference something that's in real time for us mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And I, I agree. It is very nice to see that. Uh, Kramer kind of randomly talks about silk underwear to sure. Jerry. That isn't uh, my question to you. Has you, have you ever had silk underwear? I, I think so. Right. Like silk boxers. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm more of a boxer brief guy. I don't now, think, I don't so. think they make silk like whitey tidies. I don't right, think that's yeah. a thing. Right, yeah. It would have to be silk, like, like yeah, actually boxers. I mean, boxers. maybe they would. Um, yeah, I, I think I've worn them before. They were fine, but yeah, I'm a brief guy, boxer brief guy now. I don't sure. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about my underwear, you know what I mean? Like, or like what's comfortable because it just needed to hold everything there because what's yeah. really a problem, uh, what's a really a thing that they don't tell you about, as you get older, your balls start sagging and you start like <laughs> sitting on them and shit when you like sit like on the couch and shit. Like no one tells you that when you're younger, like this is something that's going to happen to you as a guy. So I'm telling everyone out there, as you get older, you're going to start using more, uh, not tidy whities but you know, boxer briefs and stuff to sort of keep everything in there. I can't use boxers anymore. I'm too old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't say I've noticed. Now, granted, I'm not over 40. Yeah. Um, yeah so I buddy. haven't noticed the ball, the saggage like you have. You will, my man. You other, will. Other things have, have gotten downhill for me for sure, but not quite the saggage. I'm not really sitting <laughs> on my balls. Now, granted, at the same time, you do have to adjust your balls. Yeah. Um, you know, quite a bit. But that's just that's just how it is. Now, I, I so I never had uh, silk boxers, um, but I did have satin sheets. And there's okay. satin. Satin's basically like the non-natural version. It's, it's like the, the the fake version of of silk. I don't. Think and, I, I'm just. I don't think yeah. I'm a silk guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not just like. A, I just. It's not my thing. I guess. No. Fair enough. I had satin sheets. It was when I was single, um, and I thought it'd be cool to have them, and it wasn't that cool. It didn't make <laughs> me. It didn't make me feel cool. They're very slippery, and I could tell you. You couldn't get the traction you needed while you had satin sheets. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know if I know you know what, what I mean. mean. Oh, like, I know what you mean. Like buddy. my knees kept slipping <laughs> off when I'm trying to thrust, and it was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I feel like a, a wet a fish out of water here. <laughs> that is a real thing that happens. Like if you're in that, like in a particular position, and your knees start sliding, I'm like, yes. what the hell's going on? Exactly. You fucking you knee like, Hold up, baby. Gotta Hold get up. your knees back up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, all right so George's- season of sleaze is wrapping up buddy season so we got to get it all out of our system because <laughs> next this is a good season- episode for that yeah yes this is a perfect episode for it it would only be made more perfect if this was the finale instead of the penultimate yeah. episode but uh but considering that that we, we the season six is going to be the season of class we got to get yeah. all our sleaziness out now yeah, which you mentioned that, but like on the production codes, this was slated as the last episode. So right. maybe their original thought was it would be. Yeah, yep, exactly. I think, and it makes sense the way this episode sort of is. It feels like a, a season finale episode. 
Yeah, it really does. So uh, we see that George is driving with a new girl that he's dating named Jane. She's way too attractive for him. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah. Especially that, especially when you see her in her bikini coming yeah. up. Yeah, and, and I know her from Boogie Nights. Uh, she was, um, have, okay. have you seen Boogie Nights, right? Uh, yeah, once. It was a long time ago. Uh, Don Cheadle's character marries her and she's like an ex porn star and they try to go legit and they can't like, he's trying to get like a business loan and everything, but she plays like a, a uh, an ex porn star that marries Don Cheadle's character. And, and that's what I always remember. Like so, her voice. I, I, anytime I hear that voice, I'm like, okay, I remember her. So there was, I remember Mark Wahlberg and then I remember Heather Graham's left boob and her right <laughs> boob, but then I don't remember anything else about the movie. It's it's actually a really fucking good I, movie. I know it is. I, it's one that I've wanted to rewatch just because when I watched it, I was I was way younger, and I don't yeah. think I was even paying all that much attention. And so, like, I need to – I want to watch it again and, and kind of – because I, I, a lot of people reference it, and it is supposed to be a pretty solid movie. It's so. Yeah, it is. It really is. Okay. All right. Um, but we find out they haven't had sex yet. Uh, so George is all excited because this is a weekend away, and so it's almost like a guarantee. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, a weekend away with a girl, especially, you know, when you're kind of early dating, it is not to say it's expected. I don't want to sound like a, a douche turd uh, yeah. guy, but to say that uh, the way Jerry puts it, it's like a, it's signing a letter of intent. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. you know what? She kind of signed a letter of intent by saying, yeah, I'll go sleep in a bed alone with you in, in our in a room together for a weekend. It's like, especially when there's that, you know, sexual tension of being you know in an early relationship well i mean and you're i mean you're dating you you know like if you don't have sexual chemistry there's no point in this you know so yeah it's you gotta you gotta make that leap at some point in a relationship yep so all right we also find out that jerry's uh girl rachel is going too and rachel is who uh we heard about and uh we saw back in the couple episodes ago with the uh, schindler's list make out um that ended kind of you know we're, you know, ended like it was going to be the end of their relationship, but they bring her back. He uh, apparently got on the good side of the dad by bringing him some kishka, kishka. and even kind of like makes fun of the kishka. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, something about um, it, it's like some kind of packed meat and then Israeli soldiers use it. So if they get if they, if they get caught, they eat it and they die. And I was like, yeah. OK, I, I guess. OK. I don't so, get it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, because kishka is obviously not known for being tasty. Uh, okay. Kishka is it's a like, type of sausage or stuffed intestine with a filling made from a combination of meat and meal, often a grain. Okay. So it's very, very similar. It's kind of like the Eastern European version of haggis. Uh, Think of okay. that. Okay. Very similar to that, only in more of a sausage um, kind of uh, shape with that. And even the name kishka is Slavic uh, in origin, and it literally means gut or intestine. Ah, shit. So, okay, all right. So I don't think it's a favorite by a lot of people. Yeah, well, granted, except, her, except her dad. Yeah, granted, when I was in Scotland, I absolutely had haggis a couple times. I really enjoyed it. I thought it tasted very good. I mean, I didn't have haggis just cut up by itself. It was haggis haggis with, um, I think it was uh, kind of like mashed turnips or something with it as well and this other kind of thing. It was, it was fantastic the times I had it. That's awesome. I, I've never been to Scotland, so I'd love to check that out. And uh, speaking of Scotland, right now I am drinking a heavy peated Isla uh, Scotch. Uh, nice, a single malt. It is called the. Uh, let's see here. I know I screwed up uh, saying this. The Brucolatic uh, Port Charlotte heavily peated Isla single malt. It is fantastic. I highly recommend it out there for anybody who enjoys uh, smoky whiskeys. Ah, and I know that you do love your smoky whiskeys. 
I do. Laphroaig is probably my favorite whiskey that I own right now, and I have a cask strength, and um, my wife got me that for my birthday, and it is phenomenal. I just I really enjoy like the Isla ones. I like them way better than the Highland stuff. For some reason, the the Highlands ones um, aren't doing it for me. There's a Campbelltown peated uh, long road that I like a lot too. I could I could go on, man. About <laughs> I might have to make like a you know a Scotch uh, or a like a whiskey you know other podcast or or make make it like you know maybe I'll put it on um, extras for. Uh, throwback trivia takedown here's adam's scotch reviews or adam's whiskey reviews and just kind of like all right here you go you can enjoy this people just because i like I, I like talking about it because i watch youtube videos all the time about it and i tell my wife about it and she's like adam i don't fucking care about whiskey i don't drink whiskey and i'm like she, she does a good job of most of the time just letting me spew my facts and pretending like oh that that's interesting honey uh, <laughs> but and yeah. I can confirm this because I was on the other end of the Skype call when uh, you guys were discussing whiskey, or you were discussing whiskey, yes. and I can sense that her eyes were glazing over in between <laughs> in between our recording sessions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I like to nerd out, man. Uh, hey, that's cool. Hey, man. I I think I think doing a whiskey uh, whiskey podcast would be a good idea yeah. for you, buddy. Yeah. I don't know if your liver will survive it, but hey, you can always get another one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get transplants. Yeah. Not, isn't it? Isn't it self-repairing that liver? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we see George and Jane. Um, weird conversation about them loving cough medicine. Yeah, yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> a little weird. Uh, but I guess it kind of shows. Okay, they are clicking. Uh, on some aspect, and we get George with an internal monologue about. Oh man. If I reached over and touched her breast right now, she would hate me. But if I wait till on their way back or something, I can do it anytime I want. Um, basically just showing his excitement about having sex with her. And just uh, that's uh, he has some other monologue about that. But like, buddy, that's not how it works. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, we're both married. Like, it doesn't get more committal than that. And... You know, I mean, like, I'm just not going to reach over and grab my wife's breast at, like, any... I don't own it, you know what I mean? Like, it's not mine to just grab, you know? And it's not to say she would smack me or anything, but ultimately, it's... You don't own it, George. It's not yours to grab yeah. at any time willy-nilly. Uh, just so he knows, there is a thing called marital rape. It is legit. Yeah. Um, just because you're married doesn't mean you can just grab anytime you want, so... Yeah. So what this little scene does is it... Uh, emphasizes our mind onto her breast, though. Mm -hmm. I think maybe for something mm -hmm. that we'll get for something that we'll get later. And so we're already kind of thinking about uh, her her boobs. Or well, I was already thinking about them anyways. <laughs> <laughs> if there's if there's a female in front of you, uh, it's it's you're probably thinking the boobs. I mean, you know, go go back to the episode of the the cleavage, like looking at the sun, all that. I mean, everything Jerry says is is apt absolutely accurate and everything george yeah. says is accurate too we can't look away we, we have to we have to look <laughs> it's impossible not to i know i know we're just we're just simple men <laughs> uh, season the sleaze baby we're almost done with it we gotta get it all out and this is probably gonna be our sleaziest uh, episode <laughs> i'm i'm about to get it all out let me tell you oh god uh, jesus <laughs> Love innuendo. Uh, okay. All right. George also kind of mentions these Hampton tomatoes. He's got to get them for his mom. She just loves Hampton tomatoes. Um, and uh, he'll have to do it later because Jane really wants to go get some sun. 
Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so Jane, Kramer, George, and Jerry are out kind of laying on the back deck area. Uh, George, he kind of heads out pretty early because he wants to go get those tomatoes. He's so excited. You can you can eat them like an apple. Yeah. So excited about do, that. Do you like tomatoes? Are you a raw tomato? No, 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 no. no. I, I like I my tomato has to be smushed and cooked mm. and destroyed in every possible way for me to actually appreciate them. But raw to yeah, raw tomatoes just don't really do it for me. And what about like on a hamburger? Like, would you put the lettuce nope. tomato on? Okay, so no tomato on the hamburger nope. either. No, yeah, and I yeah, no tomato on a, a raw tomato is out. Out. And not to say I can't. I don't die or freak out. Yeah. I just don't. It's not. It's not my. Not my jam. Sure. No, I get it. But of is course, it, is, I love. I love the ketchups. I love chili with it. I love. Uh, is it the mushy? Like, is it the consistency that you don't like, or is it the actual like flavor? I don't know. Okay. Good talk. <laughs> maybe it's because I was good radio. Maybe, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I don't. It could seriously be because as a kid, I decided I didn't like them, and I just have not tasted them since. And so in my head, it's like, no, I don't want that. Well, Jerry at one point does call them a vile weed, and not in this yeah. episode, but at one point he does. Maybe you latched onto that. It could be. <laughs> could be. Uh, all right. Elaine comes in, uh, who she's dressed fully covered in, like, a hat and a whole dress. We're about to see, like, you know, where we see Jane, like, in her bikini yeah. and things like that. It's uh, kind of funny. You know, Elaine's protecting herself from the sun. Now, here, did you notice, even when we're seeing Jane laying down on her beach thing, did you see that there was a weird, strange, flesh-colored thing underneath the bikini? I didn't notice it here, but yeah, you're gonna see it very prominent. Yeah, you will later. But I didn't notice it at this You'll point. You'll see because, it later. Yeah, yeah. You was, see it now. If you if you okay. were to go back and look, you see it under her bikini top. Okay. Um, on like a kind of like a medium tight of her, and it's a, it's a little askew kind of out of the bikini top, but it's like. Maybe in standard definition that shit fly it flew pretty easily, but now since they like took it and then they re put it up for uh for HD, it's it's you see it yeah and it's very very noticeable to me yeah I think it's I think it's one of those things where we yeah because we're, we're watching on Hulu watching on our big TVs it's zoomed in because it's not in it's in its True. original it is aspect ratio so yeah I I think it was one of those things where it was never intended to be that apparent but they do not try to like hide it I'm just curious why they have it underneath her bikini right now like I guess she just went off stage would just take the bikini off but you think yeah. that they could have gone around back or something absolutely you know, so. because there, there were cuts that happened yeah. in between there. Interesting. So, uh. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> I did like the Maud reference uh, when when Jerry called uh, Elaine oh. Maud. Okay, okay, okay. I've, which I've never seen Harold and Maud. No, no. I think it was oh Maud as in as in the um, the uh, B Arthur show. Yeah, yeah. The yeah the spinoff. Oh, I think it was okay, a okay. spinoff of Carol Carol Burnett show. Uh, um, I think it was originally on, it was originally a Carol Burnett like thing, and then they spun it off. Or was that like? Mama's house. No, I think Maud was. No, yeah, you're right. B. Arthur was Maud. I think I'm thinking of something else. I think I'm thinking like Mama's house or something. Um, yeah, Maud was Ma B. Arthur. Or Mama's family. What was that? Yeah, show, Mama's that family. Yeah, B. Arthur was Maud, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but I liked it. I I enjoyed that little reference because it's it's again it feels like one of those older references that they like to make, you know. Yeah. And I love the exchange of of Kramer trying to get Jerry to put the sunscreen on his back. 
that was that was funny. I skipped right over it, but it is funny where Jerry Jerry is just like, no, 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 not gonna happen. And he's like, well, I'll put some on you. He's like, that does not entice me. Further. Yeah, like, yeah, you're not sweetening the deal. And the only yeah. reason I wanted to mention it is because I was in a bad situation one time where I did a, a tanning thing and I got my back got burned. It was in college, just all around stupid. Why were one you tanning? Stu- because I was gonna go. To, I was going to an all inclusive oh. resort in Mexico. Okay. And oh, you weren't in like a. T- I was thinking tanning bed for some reason. I was in a tanning bed for to do a tanning to get a base tan before I go to Mexico so I don't burn right except I burned in the tanning bed and I'm in college no girlfriend so I had to ask my friend and I promised I would never we would we take this to our (laughs) grave so I'm gonna leave his name out of it but he's one of my closest friends from college and I was like bro you gotta come over here you have to come over and put aloe on my back and like the whole I mean like a great friend he did it but oh he was disgusted as he was doing it dude and it was disgusting to feel his man hands rubbing but just just picture of like going oh god putting yeah. aloe on my back but this yeah. is like so this reminded me of that and it's like yeah dudes there's no way shape and form that dudes want to ever put oil or touch another dude's body like that ever i have no problem with it <laughs> ain't no thing but a chicken wing i do it i mean the, the thing that strikes me really is strange is i don't understand the concept of base tan because i don't tan what so ever I burn like a terrible motherfucker. And so I give me like the SPF 75 and up um, because I just I do not tan. It does not happen. Well, and, and I'm I'm the same way. So at this point at this age now, I just don't try to tan. I just like yeah. you said, just protect myself because also I don't want to get skin cancer, you know, moving forward. So yeah. it's both of us have that uh, solid that, that pale white German in us. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And you're also uh, you're also Scottish too, so like yeah. we're pretty similar as far as our yeah. genetic makeup goes, I guess. Exactly. I was gonna say I'm usually used to a pale white German being inside me instead of me being <laughs> in you know, whatever whatever it was. <laughs> I, it was a bad joke. Yeah, I was just trying to keep the sleaze going. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, Jerry kind of brings up this whole baby, and you know they got to see this thing, uh, and then he notices that Jane is top, topless, and we get two very good lines: one from Kramer. Yo yo ma and uh, what does Jerry say? Boutros, Boutros, golly, Boutros, Boutros, golly. Yes, and uh, that's a you know yo yo ma is a phrase that I use frequently to the point where I had to stop using it because it was annoying you. And uh, but (laughs) I will say, I will say that if 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 ever comes a time when the phrase golly is appropriate, then I'll just say Boutros, Boutros, golly. Which I can't remember. Did he has he said Boutros Boutros Gali on the show before? I think this was the first one. And okay, maybe the only one, but it always stuck with me because I always thought it was funny as shit. It is funny, and they're both so interesting thing. They're both famous people. Yeah. Uh, Yo-Yo Ma is the famous cellist. Cellist. Uh, and Boutros Boutros Gali is a uh, a former let's see Secretary of State for State of Egypt. Okay, okay. Egypt, Egyptian politic. Or po- not pol- Egyptian politician and diplomat who was the sixth secretary general of the UN. So he okay. did stuff for the UN, but he was an, an, an Egyptian uh, politician. But so. even at the time, like it's not just because of Seinfeld. Like I remember the name Boutros Boutros Ghali. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean. 
Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. And now, back to the show. All right. So Carol, we also see Carol and her husband, you know, say, okay, come on, come on and see the baby. The baby. Such an, that voice is 10 times more annoying to me than even Toby's voice was yeah. last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh. she's, 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 they are much more annoying than Toby. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kramer, <laughs> I like his line. They're trying to figure out why would she, you know, why would she take her top off and why would she be showing this off and Kramer suggests maybe she's trying to create a buzz <laughs> that is such like that is such an idea like a 2021 idea you know like creating buzz online and stuff like that I love yeah. that I was like that was really fucking funny yeah you know what I, it, well we can cut this if we want to <laughs> we don't have to but I want to mention you know I like tan lines like there is a sexiness about tan lines. And I think it's something that it kind of keeps like the forbidden um, thing that, you know, like you're the only person who gets to see what's under those tan lines, you know, like the, the white part of it, you know, like the, the non tanned version. And so when I've had, uh, you know, girls or, or people that I've dated or, or who that I've been with and I've seen like, you know, like intense tan lines because of bikinis, I'm like, Ooh, I get it. I get to actually see under that and uh, where other people didn't get to see it. I get to see it. And so I kind of, it, it has that little division and I think that's kind of hot, bro. I feel 100% the same. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't want yeah. like a fully tanned boob. No. I want to see a tan lined boob. Yeah. Not going to lie. Because that, me too, it buddy. feels special. It yeah. feels special to me. <laughs> Cause you can see where it was. Like you can see yeah. exactly wherever. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's almost like having x-ray vision. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, dude. Hundred percent. Same. Same all the way. (laughs) God damn. I hope we don't lose that listeners this episode, guys. I hope hope we don't. I don't. I say I hope I don't lose my wife from this episode. (laughs) God, Jesus. Case no. Case no. Yeah. All right. Um. uh, Anyway, (laughs) season six, the season of devastation. Exactly. (laughs) So you you thought I drank a lot of whiskey before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just be crying every other line. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Jane comes over and she's topless as she comes over, obviously. But as we've already alluded to, she, the way some of she stands and kind of see it just briefly, and especially when she turns and walks yeah. away, yeah. you one hundred percent can see that she has got some kind of covering, like a flesh-colored covering that just didn't didn't look natural. Yeah, yeah, and I just, I think that that wasn't probably as apparent when it was on a, the original aspect I, ratio original I, I TV. I take that back. No, no, no. I've always noticed oh, it. I've always. Wow, I've never noticed. Uh, interesting. You know what? Here's the, here's the reason I never, I try. I guess I never really looked because I knew in the back of my head it's TV. I'm. It, you're not gonna see anything, so I didn't like yeah. look that intently. Um, but that's interesting. So you could still see it in in the original format. And I ab- I absolutely okay. remember always being able mm. to see it. Maybe I was just looking so yeah. intently, and I was hoping, ooh, maybe there's just that little nip slip that yeah. happens. Yeah. But it always bothered me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And it's like, I know it shouldn't because it's TV and you just lose a little of that magic because you want to pretend that she's fully nude. Well, you you uh, want to pretend, pretend that Jerry, the actor, yeah. is actually looking. Yeah. Is, is looking at it. Yeah. 
but but I, I, I even exactly even in syndication, I could always tell. Mm. And you know what? You know, I, I like the magic of real boobs. Yeah, dude. I mean, no, that's that's a that's a goddamn shame, is what that is. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm sure they're real and spectacular, though. Yeah, uh, from chains, <laughs> without question. So, uh, all right, Jerry and Elaine and Kramer—they're all kind of shocked by the whole situation. But then uh, Kramer goes off to the beach, and Jerry and Elaine go to see the baby. And uh, Carol, who we kind of see, we've seen a little bit before, but she's played by Lisa Mend. Oh, did I said that Mendy Menda. Uh, we saw her before in The Boyfriend, as, as mm-hmm. we mentioned, but yeah, but I just wanted to mention her name. Um, now, we go to cut in to see the baby. Did you hear the baby's name? Uh, no, I, di- I didn't notice it. She starts off, and it's very quick, and she goes, Adam, some people are here to see you. The baby, the fucking hideous baby is named Adam. <laughs> I'm named Adam, goddammit! <laughs> it's uh, the fucking hideous baby, the most ugly baby in the history of, TV. of sitcoms yeah. is my name. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, buddy, uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry for that, my friend. Uh, the only thing I can say to that is uh, growing up in the 80s with that show Life Goes On uh, and being called Corky, mm. And you know the like like the kid with Down syndrome on there, so you know I'll 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 take ugly baby being Adam over okay. over being called Corky. Uh, and I'm element. sure I just it, I picked up you know hearing Adam obviously yeah. clicks with me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, it's this goddamn it's a hideous fucking baby. We also kind of intercut between Kramer over on the beach having a wild fun time, haha, while the Beach Boys Beach, beach Boys are playing. Yeah, Beach Boys is playing and a little montage of just him doing that stuff and he finds something on a rope and it's lobsters and oh yay. Um and then Jerry and Elaine, you know, they're they get some time to themselves. They they leave that room and they just can't help but talk about how ugly that baby was and it is funny the crowd is is really laughing too. yeah and i love the line there is too much chlorine in that gene yes i wrote that as well (laughs) um and they they talk about how it's a it's a must lie situation you can't tell somebody that their baby is ugly which is 100 percent too i have seen some pretty hideous children yeah but you can't tell the parents that Mm -mm. no fucking way no, because I mean, also we all know that you know it could be an ugly ducking duckling scenario. But yeah, yes, I've seen it, ugly kids too. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, there were probably ugly kids nothing, I, nothing to make me go <laughs> like almost lose my lunch like the way they did. Yes, but then, but, oh, but at so the good. same time, like when I have seen people post pictures of their kids online, and you know, like <laughs> like oh check out my baby Supreme, I'm like maybe they just don't take bad, you know, maybe they don't take good pictures or something, you know, like it's like I, oh. It's ugly. Yeah. Here's here's my kind of small, quick rant, and I'm just going to just put this out there. Um, like, most newborns don't really look all that no. cute to me. They, no. you got to wait till they're, like, six months or something, and they grow a little hair, or they kind of, like, start to look a little bit more human. Um, but, like, the, the first, like, month, and especially when they're, like, fresh out the oven, they do not look like cute to me and and people who say oh my god it looks just like the mom or the dad i'm I'm like bullshit it looks like a fucking baby all babies look just like a goddamn baby (laughs) yeah (laughs) it it pisses me off i don't know why i just have to say that and my fucking little side my side tangent and hashtag sorry not sorry if anybody out there does this with their kids when parents get newborn pictures and they like you know, when the baby's like sleeping and they pose it where it's like kind of sleeping, 
That, I'm sorry, that baby looks dead to me. Like, it does not look like a cute, alive, sleeping baby. It looks like the baby was dead and you posed it. Like, this is, that's a creepy fucking thing to do. I will never take those shots if I, if, if, if those, that, that kind of photography, if I, if I have a newborn child, will not happen because it's creepy. It's fucking creepy. Stop doing it, people. We've all and we've all seen that picture of like the outtake where the dad's holding it and the kid's pooping out like out of his back end or something while the oh, dad's yeah. holding them. But yeah, dude, I know what you mean. And yeah, it's like those um those old they used to do that way back in the day, taking pictures of like dead family members and stuff like that, propping oh, them yeah. up like normal. Um, I never went there. Well, that, but, that, but, I put that in my will. That's what I want to happen. I want to do one last podcast with you, even if I'm dead, and it'll just oh. be me on the side, and then you're just gonna be like, "Hey, Adam, how's it going?" And you kind of you do like burn. Bernie, weekend yeah, at Bernie, yeah, but yeah, podcast do, yeah. Do a full weekend at Bernie scenario. Yeah. yeah, same for me, buddy. Same for me. So if I die first, same thing. Do a full weekend okay. at Bernie scenario with me. I'm totally on board with that. And uh, and babies, eh? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <Hot takes>. <laughs> We're All losing right. listeners left and right. I know. <laughs> All right, the pediatrician comes over to see the baby, and Elaine is immediately attracted to the doctor right away, and he's a good-looking dude. Do you recognize him at all? Uh, I didn't know I should. I didn't even look him up because I didn't recognize him. Okay. Um, I apologize for not looking him up, but I recognize him from Firefly. He was, oh. I know you're a Firefly fan. I am. He was, remember when they had to pick up the quote unquote dead body of that person they knew and then he turned out to be alive and they had to take yes. him back to his parents? Remember the sort of, the, the fed bounty hunters that were kind of like the bad feds that were tracking him and following them and they kind of got in a shootout with him at the end? He was the the leader of the the, the bounty mm. hunters that were after that guy so okay yeah, that's where i always recognize that dude from okay gonna be a uh, tough to for me to like eh. i don't really i'd have to really kind of rewatch that episode it's been a while so yeah yeah okay yeah all right then yeah firefly yeah. anyway good old good yeah. show great show love firefly love yeah firefly uh but anyway he is um you know attractive and elaine's elaine wants some of that uh and he calls her breathtaking, and she is taken aback. Oh man, I mean that is a hell of a line to call somebody breathtaking. That's, that's a that's and a then, hell of a compliment right there. Yes, and in the same scene though, this hideous child that we haven't seen, but we've only seen the reactions of everyone else besides the parents, and they have been just uh, gag-inducing. He also calls the baby breathtaking. Hmm. So now, you know, Elaine is really fucking confused. Quite the con- about- quandary. Yes, quite the quandary. And I think it's quite funny. Her look as she kind of like looks, stares like daggers into him mm-hmm. when she's like, oh, my God, what? You just called me that. Mm-hmm. And I know how not breathtaking this baby is. Um, I absolutely, when I think something is ugly and if somebody asks me, oh, what, what do you think that looks like? I will almost or even says, oh, hey, did you see this baby? I'm like, yeah, breath, breathtaking. <laughs> like I say that all the time as a reference to the nice. show. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, obviously Elaine's a bit uh, upset about <laughs> about that that because she's not sure if uh, it means she's ugly or what. But uh, Jerry then he goes picks up Rachel, and we also kind of see pretty quickly that Rachel and George aren't really kind of getting along. There's yeah. just some there's something issues with between the two of them. Or she just has a uh, bad greetings is what Jerry sort of plays yeah, it does off. Say, she yeah. she's bad at greetings, but you know I think that's just Jerry saying something to kind of you know brush it aside. I think he knows. Yeah. But but George is the kind of guy who lets that shit eat it eat yeah. at him, yeah. and it doesn't matter. He can't he cannot handle people not liking him. Yeah, and who gives a fuck? 
Uh, Kramer comes in with the lobsters and he's so excited. You know, he also slips that he saw Jane topless and this freaks out George way more uh, and just makes him very upset and jealous about the whole situation. Um, Jerry didn't want to divulge that info because he knows how neurotic George is uh, and that which he, you know, that he would freak out, which he does, of course. Um, and yeah. uh, my other comment that I have here, Jerry looks really weird in shorts. <laughs> I, I, I cannot get past it. He's wearing like a polo and these like, I guess it's maybe even just swim trunks or other just kind of regular shorts. And I don't like it. <laughs> well, because it, it doesn't help that he's also wearing like hiking boots with the show. Like, it, it's like not. Are, are they Timberlands? Yeah, there's something They're They're just, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're some sort of boot type of thing. Um, I didn't cue into that as much. I was more perplexed by Kramer putting the lobsters in the fridge because aren't yeah. you supposed to cook them? Keep them, keep them alive. You're kill- You want to cook them alive. So yeah. like, you want to keep them alive up until right before you drop in. Cause right. that's supposed to be the best taste, the most fresh. Yeah. So as, as someone who grew up in Maryland, shocker. Ever- <laughs> oh, I, I haven't heard that before, <laughs> but you know, we have crab feasts in Maryland and yeah, you, you keep the lobsters alive until you cook them. That's the thing. And of course they try to get out and they're on the ground. Like, it's a, you you know, it's it's all part of the adventure of cooking Hilarious. crabs. So, like, when I saw that, I was like, "Why did he just put those in the fridge? Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I agree. I thought that was strange. So. And I, I will say they uh, they are reusing his lobster shirt because we've seen him wear this lobster shirt this season, which is oh, kind of weird that okay. they would reuse wardrobe. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Now that Kramer and everybody has seen Jane topless. Uh, you know, Jerry kind of off the cuff said, oh, what do you want? You know, what's going to make it even? Do you want to, you need to see Rachel topless? And Jer- and George jumps on on it. On it. Of yes, he should see Rachel naked uh, and that'll even things out. Of course. Um, and I'm like, am I, well, half of me is like, yeah, I want to see that. Rachel's a good looking person. <laughs> but the more sane person in me is like, George, you're a fucking creep. No, 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 no. That is not uh, what you should be doing. Yeah. And I did like how George equated it to uh, what did he say? It's like it's like I'm Neil Armstrong. I turn around for a sip of Tang, and you jump out first. Uh huh. Yeah. Ha ha ha. I I like that. I thought that was clever. Yeah. Fair enough. So uh, we see Elaine is still kind of uh, worried about the breathtaking comments. Uh, George he tries to bust or you know walk in on Rachel getting changed, but it doesn't work. Uh, You know. She uh, she's now kind of pissed at him. And Jerry's obviously suspicious because he's like, what are you doing here? Um, But he knows he knows exactly what George is trying to do. He knows what his scumbag friend is trying to do. Yep. Yep. George is the he's a sleaze just like us. (laughs) Yep. We can smell our own. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, All right. Rachel leaves to go see the baby. And, um, you know, she runs into George because Jerry gave her the wrong door and she is at first taken aback, and then she laughs at him as she is looking right at his uh, little George, if Oof, you will. That's that's rough, man. Like, that is – and also, my, my note is she left the room without even closing the door, which is rude, too. But <laughs> Well, George, also, your your initial reaction is to stop and then cover your yeah, jump. George doesn't there. do that at all. No, no. Because she wouldn't even really fully see it, and so – if 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 he just turned around and then boom cover junk, but he just kind of turns and then he stands out there, baby. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it's it's 
Yeah, I feel bad for George here because I mean, yeah. sh- shrinkage is a real thing, and I, I yes. hope that I hope all the female, you know, people, uh, people, watchers of this episode, you know, that exchange that we're gonna have in a little bit between you know Lane and everything, it's true. Like shrinkage is a thing. Just know it. You know, this this is all correct. This is not a lie. This is not a bit. Shrinkage happens in water. It absolutely, you know, your little guy gets, he gets cold and he needs mm-hmm. to huddle together closer to his friends. Yeah. Like that is what happens. And so he just kind of tucks himself away. Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't call myself particularly endowed, but it's got to hurt getting it laughed at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No matter what that is, that's some shit right there. It but is. I do. George gets his revenge though. He he does. And I, I want to say though here, I do like his delivery. I was in the pool. Yeah. I was in the pool. Just shaking like, his just, hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flapping his <laughs> hands aside. I like yes. that. Yeah. So frantic yeah. George um, is great, George. And I want to call out just in pop culture, obviously shrinkage is a real word, but it didn't, I don't think really become such a pop culture usage for penis shrinking thanks to coldness or to being in a pool until Seinfeld. Yeah, it was even a part of an ad campaign uh, post Seinfeld, but I was reading in, in some trivia for this episode and people do equate the popularity of the word shrinkage to Seinfeld, mm-hmm. like fully 100%, especially when you're referring to to your male genitalia, it is just, it's 100% a Seinfeld reference if anyone yep. says it. Yep. All right. And it is pop culture. Like, even, like, my wife would know it, even, you know, yeah. even her not watching this. It's it's fully permeated into pop culture at this point. Yeah. So George is worried about Rachel telling Jane, because of course he is. Why wouldn't he? Um, but, uh, you know, because... He still he still hasn't had sex with Jane, and so he wants to you know make sure you know that she isn't uh, embarrassed about his uh, yeah his <laughs> his his little turtle his frightened yeah turtle. his little turtle as Jerry kind of calls it <laughs> yes but uh, so they ask so they ask uh, George and Jerry have this whole conversation about like oh hey do women know about shrinkage of course they have to know about it Elaine walks by they grab her. And she has no idea. It shrinks. <laughs> it shrinks. That's. I mean, you know that like George's stomach just sank when she said that. Yeah, exactly. It shrinks like a frightened turtle. Um, now there is always. I. I don't think some women know that, or maybe they do, that there are you know like kind of like the quote unquote two different penises. There are the growers and the showers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it, it, it. You know, it lies in with that, and really, you know, the uh, the. The growers are the ones who really suffer from the shrinkage, and it just it does not. It's it's particularly worse because it's already not showing anything spectacular at the time, uh, and then <laughs> so shrinkage it's, doesn't it's, help it at all. No. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, I I know that women have as many you know uh, issues with like their body parts and stuff that we have, but yeah. man, yeah, we have. We have so many fears and, and worries based around our our, our penis area. Well, I mean, yes, it's just it's so much of our lives is 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 dedicated to that area. Both are terrible. I mean, on one end, ev- absolutely, you get worried about in middle school and even like early high school. You get the random boners and you cannot hide them, and you have or you have to try and figure out how to how the how how can, how do you tuck? And guys tuck differently. Yeah. Some tuck up, some tuck down. Um, 
but it's it's how you know <laughs> how do you do it to get rid of it as fast as possible or hide it and i i will say i wasn't typically a tuck upper because i was always afraid that it would pop out <laughs> of like, yeah. you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. Like, if you're tucked up yeah. and then what if like what if it slid out yeah. your belt yeah. and then you know or you know on top of the belt so it, it, i wasn't a tuck upper i would you know I would probably typically try to tuck down if I needed to, almost like Buffalo Bill style, um, just for like to to get. Jesus. (laughs) Or just fuck me. I'd fuck me. God. Well, just, and then just squeeze the hell out of it until it would stop, (sighs) until it would go away. Man, I'm just thinking about like the fact that like. I miss the days when my biggest problem was to worry about how to conceal my boner. Like, like you know, know what I mean? At 42, I have so many more problems. It's just like, man, I just want a boner at this point. <laughs> hey But I don't want to put our problems worse than females because they had to worry about, yeah. am I bleeding through my pants? Yeah. Um, you know, all this other kind no, of shit. No, no, they, they had it. Yeah, no. They win. They always win <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do want to, I don't want to skip this great line uh, from Elaine as she kind of called out exactly what we were just talking about, where she says, I don't know how you guys walk around with those things. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's true. It's true. They're so awkward. Yeah. They're like little weird sea monsters. So. <laughs> they are. <laughs> that are attached to you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. Uh, at dinner, Kramer notices that Rachel's not eating the lobster. And we find out that she's kosher. Obviously, it makes sense because, you know, she's in a very religious household. They kind of established that earlier. Yeah, yeah. So she is kosher. I have a quick little story about um, not really dating, but at my one of my prom dates, my junior year prom date, uh, she was kosher. I did not know this. Uh, we went to, I think it was Atlantic Seafood Company. Uh, some restaurant in uh, or Atlanta seafood company, whatever. We went to a seafood place for dinner. I had shrimp, and I was basically like, "Hey, you try my shrimp. You gotta try my shrimp." Uh, eventually, should and I think if I remember correctly, she eventually did try the shrimp. Probably just to shut me up. <laughs> so we went to prom, and um, you know, I kind of went with like a group, and we dropped we dropped her off at the end, and so. We dropped off and her mom kind of greeted us or whatever. And I was like, yeah, we went to dinner and she and like it took me forever for her to try try the shrimp. Like she didn't want to do it. Isn't that crazy? And she was like, yeah. The mom was like, yeah, we're kosher. And I'm like, <laughs> you oh, moron. you moron. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, 
things didn't continue with a uh, past prom with my prom date. No. It did no. not go well. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, George, he's uh, at dinner. He's also trying to subtly explain shrinkage by wearing this tight, shrunken shirt. Uh, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's yeah, just, it's, it's it works. Humorous. We also see Jane and Rachel giggling. So he's obviously, of course, worried about it, what they're talking about. Um, and then we see Michael, uh, that he finds out that Kramer stole the lobsters. Michael's, uh, you know, Carol's husband. Uh, Michael's played by Mark Taylor. You have seen him kind of doing character actor parts in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Inner Space, Arachnophobia, quite yeah. a bit of stuff. He's, actually. he's, yeah, he's a one of your typical character actors actors that guy yeah yes he is a that guy yep uh, but he's michael is particularly upset about it because his dad was a lo- uh, was a lobster guy well not so upset that he stopped eating the lobster as true as, i noticed that too yeah, i was like <laughs> yeah i was like huh the, how adamant he was you would think he would put it down but no he was like rah, rah, this is preposterous i'm gonna keep eating it it's like huh okay <laughs> sure well, it's very succulent. I mean, so, I guess so the animal's dead now. You might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Too late. All right. In comes the baby, and Kramer goes over to see it, and he just does one of his great Michael Richards convulsions kind of thing. Uh, it works really well. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> so uh, Elaine talks to the pediatrician, um, you know, outside, and she's just like, oh, man, that was some night, wasn't it? Uh, you know, oh, that was some house, and he's kind of responding. He says... Oh, she says some house, and he's like, "Yeah, it was uh, built by Car- by Mark Farbman," mm. and I immediately was like, "Farbman, I know that name, Farbman," and I had to relook at it real quick, and it is Carl Farbman who is referenced later, yep. who uh, builds furniture. Um, he's the the furniture that gets um, you know with when we have like the uh, the the Asian people who are like in the uh, dresser. Yep. yep. So I think in the big grand scheme of Seinfeld universe. Mark Carbman, Farbman and Carl Farbman are brothers. One went the architecture route, <laughs> one went the uh, furniture designing route, but they're both similar and they could work together, yeah. kind of like the Property Brothers, yeah. but in the Seinfeld universe. Dude, I will take it, buddy. That You know what? That is canon. That is 100% yes. canon. It's got to be. <laughs> it's, car- um, it's Cartwright canon, at least. It's car- Yes, absolutely Cartwright canon. So uh, Then we're still, I mean, just a little side tangent there, but uh, Elaine also goes, oh, some ugly baby, huh? Uh, and... The, the, pedi- the doctor doesn't really kind of notice that the baby's ugly or doesn't really kind of like, like, what? What was that? And she kind of has to disguise it. And he does give a good little line where he's like telling her, ah, oh, sometimes you just have to, you know, lie to the person, basically. I can't remember what it, what it was. But it made it makes Elaine think like, oh, shit, was he lying to the parents or was he lying to me? Yeah. And, it, funny. and it's fun that you never really – it's it's fun that you never yes. really find out, but also, I don't know, still would like to have had a resolution. But uh, yep. it's I like how he's playing with things, and it is funny. Yep. Uh, uh, Rachel apparently told Jane about the whole small penis situation, which is kind of rude. Yeah, I would, that's fucked up. Uh, it is fucked up. Uh, and so now Jane wants to leave and go back to New York. And so George is obviously pissed off and like overreacting about all this. Uh, like, I thought Rachel. there would be some kind of ramification from Jerry. Like, you know, just like, man, that's my friend. Like, you're going to fucking like out him to to, the, to his girlfriend like that. Like, yeah, that, that's that was kind of messed up on Rachel's part. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, especially knowing that she that Jane is here romantically. They didn't establish that Jane and Rachel were really close friends yeah. and that she was like 
you know, oh, having Jane come out for like a blind date with George or anything. If that was the case, yeah, that would have made sense and been funny. Yeah, but they established George is with Jane first. Yeah, and and not even like they didn't establish Jane and Rachel as a friend group really at all, other than being in this in this place together. Yeah, the, as being so. the two plus ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was not a not a cool move. Um, but uh, Rachel at night, we see sneaks into the kitchen to get lobster. And, you know, because she just heard how, how great it was. But Kramer, he's there, and he decides to keep her on track. Well, he's there smoking a cigar. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like a cigar in someone else's house with that has a yeah. baby in it? That, that yeah, I was that like, is a that's dick. crazy. Like, why would you even give Kramer that prop to use? I guess he, it was trying to be this, like, film noir thing, and yeah. he was going to like the I, – I get it, but ultimately I was like – that was a little suspect because you wouldn't smoke a cigar in someone's house like that. No, no, certainly not. They stink up everything. Yeah, and also I kind of want to call Kramer out for being it's, it's that is not his choice to to determine if she sticks to her kosher religion or not. Right. You know, so kind of in my head, I'm a little bit like fuck you, Kramer, for um for forcing her to not. Now, granted, he didn't force her. He just kind of reinforced. He just yeah. kind of said, hey, you don't want to do this. Um, basically, so she still could have gotten it, I guess, but I don't know. It's a little bit of a dick move. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it felt less motivational to stay on course and more, I'm not allowing you yeah. to not to go off course. And, so I didn't and care of that. course, all of this is here to sort of set up the revenge. Exactly. Ultimately. Yep. And in the, so in the morning, she's very happy that she stayed kosher. So I guess, you know, it turned out okay right there. But George is making breakfast, and everybody's raving about the eggs. And he gives her it. She eats it. He put lobster in the eggs. Now, that is an absolutely fucked up thing to do. It is. It is. But, I mean, she also fucked him, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't... Did. She it, did fuck him. I mean... Well, no. She fucked him by not getting him ex- fucked. Exactly. And I, I don't know. And I guess you could probably make the argument that the punishment didn't fit the crime right there. But George is petty, you know. And uh, <laughs> yes. and and I thought it made for a very funny He's revenge. pedantic. He can be pedantic. Yeah. Sorry, that's not really pedantic. That has nothing to do with what that means. But well, I just... Wanted to say that. Well, if you, I'm not going to cut it because I said yeah because I don't know what pedantic means. So <laughs> I was just like I agreed with you, but uh, but yeah, but but it was it is that like an even bigger douchey move to ha- like to force her to break her yeah. religious like like convictions type of thing? Yeah. Like is that a, that's really bad, right? Like yeah, that seems like an awful thing. But you know, you're right. She she was a she was not cool about telling you know his girl. Uh, as a girlfriend about that. So they both fucked up. So I feel a little less bad for her, but it did. The first thing comes to my head. Like this was an important thing for her and her religion. Um, but how religious was she? She was making out during Schindler's list. So yeah, fuck her. Yeah, true. There you go. <laughs> ultimately you're right. You're right about that. And ultimately I like George getting revenge like this. So yeah. I, I kind of yeah. enjoyed it. I just didn't know if maybe it was too intense. I'm not sure, but you know, Hey, yeah, let, let the audience, uh, listeners, let us know. Was, was that, was that too over the top of a revenge for George? Or do you think it was, you know, on par? Well, yeah. good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a cop that comes over talking about a lobster thief. Michael points out Kramer. Uh, George leaves to go apologize to Rachel, and he walks into the door without knocking, and he sees her nude, presumably. <laughs> so he gets—he also gets that back. Now, granted, I don't assume he laughed at her. 
because um, she's an attractive woman. But he got to go see her nude. Uh, and so we cut to Kramer picking up litter on the side of the road. So, you know, because he can't afford the $1,000 fine. And on the drive back, George wants to get a tomato. And apparently Michael and Rachel are there. And, you know, he looks out the window and she throws a tomato that hits him in the face. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Ah. It, I, I thought that was kind of meh. Yeah. Um, but, but then uh, really meh. We get a stand up on surfing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just straight up Did, didn't love this one. I also I don't think this stand up fit well with the rest of the episode, where it's just like okay, just because you're kind of near some water, now you're doing a surfing bit. It just I don't know. It most of the most of them flow better than this, in my opinion. You have some more of a connective tissue. Yes. Uh, look look at the work people do to get to the ocean. They'll fight the traffic and the heat and the parking and the hot sand, trying to get through the the waves. And the ironic thing is, the ocean doesn't even want us there. That's what surfing is. Surfing is the ocean throwing us out of itself. You see, we keep trying to paddle in, and the ocean keeps saying, "No, you don't." The ocean is like a nightclub, and the waves are the bouncers tossing us out. The undertow's like a really mean bouncer. Instead of throwing you out, they take you into the back and rough you up a little bit oh you want to come in how about coming in like 25 miles and yeah i i don't think this one was the 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 best one but i i like his observations i feel like there were again i feel like there was something there that he could have worked with but i don't think that the execution was all that great um definitely not one of my favorites in the last this episode and the one that we've done you know Mm -hmm. prior so um yeah so what uh what do you i went first on the last one what what do you think on this one buddy so I did think this was a fun episode. I mean, the Hamptons, I think, is um, memorable for a lot of people because of I don't know, just a lot of the, the, the topless aspect, probably, and the baby aspect. The ugly baby stuff, I think, is hysterical. And the shrinkage. I love, the shrinkage is and so— the shrink, yeah. Exactly. And shrink, there's, there's some iconic moments, particularly between the shrinkage and the breathtaking for me. Um, I love that we never see how ugly the baby is. I think that is just a very smart move. Um, and we just see their reactions and the reactions are crazier and, and more, uh, insane as to, you know, they can't, God, they can't eat near that thing. They can't look at that thing. Kramer has a, you know, basically flips out and like falls down because that thing is so da- bad. The whole Jane relationship stuff with George is okay. I don't think it was great. Uh, his neuroticism, you know, um, I kind of liked, I think it worked. It was very George for this episode. Um, I, I love Col- quoting breathtaking uh, so overall i think went things went pretty well and i enjoyed it i just don't think this was an elite episode even though it did have some very good moments and i will say even just doing our little discussion i actually knocked it down half a point from what i originally had and i feel pretty confident about that um you know love the shrinkage line it's true it happens um you know i i really do like the the whole baby stuff but overall you know, this is a very good episode. I give it a 3.5 out of 5 Hampton Tomatoes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, everything you said, I, I, I pretty much agree with. Um, it, I, I felt like Elaine didn't really get that much, and it kind of happened mm. in the, the previous episode, too. There's been It's been a little lacklustery. Oh, she has stuff to do. But ultimately, like, I wish there was some resolution with the doctor here. Uh, granted, mm-hmm. that could come next episode. We know, I don't think it does, but we could. Um, and I, I don't like the fact there's no resolution with that. Um, some wonky things just here and there, you know. It was, it was like, it was fine. But, like, what, 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 how, what was your thought in general of them not being in New York at all? 
I didn't, that one didn't bother me as much because, like I said, they were in sort of one location the entire okay. time. And I have a strong nostalgic love for this episode that very clouded my, my you know, watching of it. Um, previous episode, when we were talking offline, I told Adam that I originally gave it a lower score and that us discussing it brought it up. This one... It didn't change us discussion. It didn't change okay. it anything, but it was never that strong to begin with having rewatched it to be truthful with you. So I'm going to give this one just a slightly better than you four frightened turtles out of five. And I think what bumps <laughs> this one up probably a half a percentage is just, I couldn't escape the nostalgic love I had for mm -hmm. this episode, but I, again, I said it on the last episode, I would not have expected uh, for the fire episode, the previous episode, to be a five. Yeah. If someone asked no. me, <clears throat> if someone asked me previously, I would not have ex expected that. Now, yeah. if you if you were going to tell if you were telling yeah. a random Seinfeld person, yeah. what's the better episode, the fire or the Hamptons, yeah. they would immediately go Hamptons. Exactly. That's the point I'm trying to make is going into this. I didn't even I. Yeah, I thought the Hamptons was going to be the five and the other one was going to be the four. But no, it's reversed. Uh, you know, I didn't think the stand ups yeah. were that strong in this one. And I just and then it kind of also it's a hard thing to get over. It ended on such a meh. Like, like you said, like with George yeah. getting hit in the face with the tomato, that was uh, just not funny. That was, and it was so forced. It wasn't even yeah. like, it wasn't even set up. It was did you, just, did you see how he like, he like stuck his head over like the, yeah. uh, the, the car window in like an obvious, like yeah. what I'm going to, am I going to get hit with something? Yeah. Uh, look, yeah. That was, that was not Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Like that was just too basic. That was a basic bitch, uh, uh comedy move right there. So I, that, <laughs> yeah. that knocked it down, but I, I still, man. I, I love the Hamptons. Like, if you still now, after this, even if you said to me, let's go watch the Hamptons episode, I'd be like, yes, yeah. let's do it. It's such a fun episode. And I will still hope every time that I'll actually see a nipple, but I know I never will. <laughs> <laughs> every time I'm like, wait a minute, maybe they like, maybe maybe the last one was a screwed up censored version, and now I'm actually going to see the real version, right? No. No. And I don't even remember if you see her nude in, in Boogie Nights, but uh, definitely definitely go watch Boogie Nights so, you know, you, you can possibly see her. But she's definitely in That's that. It. And she is yeah. hot, you know. But, uh, yeah, dude, the Hamptons, man. So, good. I mean, good stuff. Not bad stuff. And, you know, this the season is still ending on on a, on a good note, as this is the penultimate episode. Uh, what is, what's, the, uh, what's the finale? What episode's the finale? It is called The Opposite. The Opposite. Oh, man. Yeah. I know that I love that one but do i love it as much as i remember i love it that's <laughs> yeah. the question so yes it is um buddy you know we all love as much as we know that we love hmm. <laughs> which one which one do you want to pick yeah, you want to pick glass from our past or you want to pick throwback <laughs> trivia i'm not cutting that you heard that everyone heard I, that I, I, I knew i knew exactly what was happening in your head <laughs> Uh, talking back let's talk about them for a second uh we love those All guys right. tim and dean please go sure check them talking, out. Back. <laughs> talking back yeah there you go that's a good diversion talking back tim and dean give fantastic breakdowns and they have a great dynamic they are two brothers who bring totally different things i love the way that tim uh has like this he does so much research and really like kind of breaks down whatever they're talking about and dean adds Dean adds the silly. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, no, they, and they work really well together yeah. because of that. Um, and they talk about all different things from comics that, that, you know, that love are meaningful to them 
TV, movies, whatever the video heck games. fancies, video games, exactly. Whatever tickles their fancy. Um, they most recently got done with a big old Predator run that they've been working on for a long time, which is fantastic. I highly recommend people listening to the, their all of their Predator episodes because they would put a lot of work into that. And it's great. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So um, Talking Back is absolutely a show that everyone out there should be checking out. Yes, we absolutely love them. And we're not just saying that because, you know, they're in our network and everything. It's a show that I listen to, just like I listen yeah. to uh, Blast from Our Past all the time, just like I listen to Throwback Trivia Takedown. I, I listen to all the shows on our network. And while we're talking about our network, we can plug it. Uh, you know, if you want to find all the shows that are in the same network as we're in, it's all it's pretty much a nostalgic-based podcast network, and it is the BFOPnetwork.com. That's BFOPnetwork.com. And have all the links to every single show, all the podcatchers for each show, and everything on there and uh yeah look look for uh, we're gonna be growing it this year so look for big mm-hmm. things to come from that and big things to come uh with our patreon there is no shrinkage in our patreon that's right there is legit big things happening uh so come around the start of season six um you know really check that out and we're gonna try and get some extra stuff out there for everybody yep we got something planned that i think this audience will be very, very happy about and something they've been asking for for a while. So, uh, or you guys have been asking for. So keep peeping on that. Peeping on uh, patreon.com slash Cartwright. But of course you can go there now and you can unlock all 87 of our episodes, you know, ad-free. Ad-free. <laughs> completely no ad-free. Ads. No ads. All there. If, you, if you've gotten tired of hearing about all of these podcasts that we already talk about at the end of every episode, we also throw the ads in into the middle of the episodes. If you're tired of that, pay one dollar. <laughs> one dollar. One. Uno dinero. We can't even. We can't even make a better off dead reference of where's my two dollars. You know the movie with John yeah. Cusack. We can't yep. even make that reference because we don't even charge two dollars. So one dollar helps keep the show up and running. Uh, you know, just keeps the lights on, server fees, time, effort, all that kind of stuff. And we appreciate all the patrons that we do have. Uh, we've been getting a lot lately. We appreciate really appreciate the ones that have been there for for just months now. At this point, there's there's been some some patrons we've had for a while. Thank you all thank you every single one of you um but times are tough we know it and if if it's hard to swing a buck we we get it uh you can leave us a five-star review on apple podcast that's a great free way to really help out the show it it really does not gonna lie but it has to be a five-star review so please 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 leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts and adam we have two more episodes left technically we have one episode of seinfeld left and then we have a Cartwright season wrap-up, and then we will go on our obligatory one-week vacation hiatus, mm-hmm. and then we'll be back for season six. And once that happens, season four, that's on the free feed right now, will go up onto the Patreon, and it'll just be season five and then season six moving forward. So that's how we're going to mm-hmm. gonna do it and lay it out. And uh, yeah, this season's been a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk about the wrap-up. Yes, this has been a surprising season for me. Very surprising. Very surprising. So, all right. Well, next week, season finale of season five, The Opposite. We'll catch you guys then. Have you been wondering where's the beef? 
Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.